Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Conversations Against Living Miserably is brought to you in collaboration with Calm, obviously, Dave, obviously, and Murdoch London Barbers. Well, would you look who it is? It's bloody you. Fancy seeing you here, you, you cheeky little sausage, turning up to our doorstep listening to our podcast. <laughs> Thank you for deciding to listen to another episode of Conversations Against Living Miserably. We are back with a brilliant episode for you. I love this one. I had such a nice time listening back to it. Uh, I should probably point out though that like I love all our episodes uh, I feel like a proud mother and all our episodes are my uh, children which now I think about it we've got a lot of episodes that that'd be a lot of children and mother I think that's a pretty bad metaphor no one has that many kids Shirley and, and no one could love all those kids equally either and not have like at least one favorite there's bound to be one dickhead in there um, I've really digressed, haven't I, from the point, which was I really like this episode because it features one of my favourite people. Now, I know if you go to see comedy, the MC might say, the next act is a really good friend of mine. And sometimes they just met that act four seconds ago. They've got their name written on the back of their hand. They ain't friends. That's a lie. But uh, this is the truth. This is one of the most fantastic people in comedy. She's wonderful. I feel very lucky to know someone like her. We are joined by comedian, actress, writer, host of the Hoovering podcast, generally great person, Jess Foster Q. On today's episode, we will be discussing weightlifting, whether calm actually exists, and a piece of shit called baths. Enjoy! Hello, everybody! <laughs> 
Why, why is why? Maybe if it's more self-conscious in my cheerful oh, introduction. Oh, it's so lovely. <laughs> cheerful it's introduction. So lovely. I'm happy because we are joined today by one of my all-time favourite rays of sunshine. It is Jess Foster Q. Oh, thanks for having <laughs> me. So lovely. Oh, I feel quite a lot of pressure on me having been called a ray of sunshine, Lauren. <laughs> Especially considering the content of the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I see you as that because when I did my Edinburgh show, my first yeah. one, Jess directed it. And so when I was like a little ball of stress, Jess was always the one who like calmed me down and sorted oh. me out. And I would send you like really like stressed messages at like two in the morning being like, I'm shit. My show is shit. And I would always get such a calm, lovely message back. So I just oh. associate you with like peace. And, Do you? Yeah. God, that's so lovely. Thanks, oh, mate. You just, whatever um, whatever I said, and no matter how stressed I was, you always made me feel better. Oh, but I do really? think doing your first hour in Edinburgh is, is probably not much more stressful than yeah. that. And I, I think it's very easy to just be empathetic because I'd done my first hour however many years before. <laughs> I was like, I won't remember. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally shat myself the hour before my first <laughs> hour of my first show. It's so scary. Mm. Yeah, great. I've opened with that. Um, <laughs> it's it's just an objectively now. terrifying thing, so I think it's a very easy situation to be yeah. like, dude, uh, you won't be able to see this for what it is, and what it is is really exciting and great, and you're great, and it's fine, it's going to be fine. Aww, and, I mean, a... that went pretty well for you that it year. Yeah, it went, it went all right. <laughs> and, and you bought me a lovely body lotion at the end, which oh. was rhubarb-scented. Oh. Very nice. Yeah, gotten that. I love that you That's bring that up before the fact that you got nominated for Best yeah. Newcomer. It was really yeah. nice because it was Molten Brown. Oh, yeah, I did get <laughs> you yeah. straight. I remember that now. Fancy. Yeah. But Rubel's quite a bold move, I was isn't like, it? Yes, yeah. go on, Jess. Yeah. You have picked the right director. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm uh, all over the body well, creams. Our first question kind of links into what I've just been talking about. No, it certainly yeah. does. Yeah. So, it was, when was the last time you felt calm? Um. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you do oh, have a four-year-old. <laughs> I do have a four-year-old. Um, it's really, I find it really tricky to answer that in the sense that I would say I have relatively frequent times of feeling calm, but it's a very fragile calmness that can be rocked so easily and in in a way where I've, I'm yet to learn to be prepared to have my calmness ruined with the slightest thing um but no at the moment I've got a quite a new partner very Mm. new partner and so it's in this lovely I'm in that lovely phase where all the time we spend together especially that's just us feels like medicinal magic peaceful inner peace amazing so yeah I guess when I'm with her at the moment Um, Yeah, it's lovely. And actually, I think because she's... I am not a calm person, let's put that out there. (laughs) Internally very hectic. And I would love to be a bit more contemplative or just have that bit more inner peace to be able to uh, look further into the future, be more tactical about life. I'm very organised, but I'm just very busy-headed. Like, even Mm -hmm. on a a car journey from a place to a place, I'll do do a load of stuff. I'm sort of obsessed with productivity. And I know it makes me mad. I know it makes me unhappy, but I can't stop doing it. I have CBT therapy and... uh, Or just CBT. It's CB (laughs) therapy. No one ever says that. Sounds like a kids' TV programme. I have CB therapy. (laughs) And um, she's just sort of in years and years long battle with me to try and get me to take 
sort of more downtime. Mm. But even meditation, I've tried that, and I find that that I spent the whole time thinking what I could be achieving in that. Yeah. Time. You were just saying that yesterday, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Pointless for me. I've tried it enough times now, even listening to lovely YouTube things and stuff, and it's like I've sort of come away from it more annoyed. I'm better off trying to actually sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I want to rest, than to try and meditate. But maybe I'll get there. That I don't was know. like me when I went to Pilates. Yeah. I was just. <laughs> I felt like she was trying so... Everyone else seemed so on board with it, which, if anything, was making me angrier. Mm. So by the end of the hour, I was like, I would have rather just had a little nap for an hour yeah. than melted me pubic bone into the floor. Oh. That, that, was, that was the point I realised Pilates wasn't for me when mm. she came out with that one. I was like, mm, no thanks, Judy. No. <laughs> they want my pubes all in the floor. Yeah. It's not Judy. meant to melt. Yeah, it's made of bones, Judy. <laughs> Christ, woman. Uh, yeah, but no, to to I meander off. I'm a terrible podcast guest, really, but um, <laughs> to come back to answering your question, I would say uh, because my partner is a very calm, quiet, centred person and recharges by having quiet time on her own, whereas I am very gregarious and I'm not necessarily by meeting strangers, but I definitely recharge by using the company of people I love mm. and being around people, sort of... M- us meeting each other halfway is forcing me to spend more time quietly and just with her and I love it but it's a very sort of I suppose I suppose then you're still with someone so it's more of an active kind of rest but yeah I find I need to calm down by getting really engrossed in something Mm. so Mm -hmm. a brilliant story whatever form that might take a film or a book or whatever or uh uh yeah uh oh getting really into like uh i weightlift for fun and strength that i find very zen after that and just after that and just after i know i listened to this podcast i know rose matafeo said it as well but just after coming off stage and i think maybe alfie brown said it as well but like just after exercise Mm -hmm. there's a real but do you know what actually i'll be honest i say calm i think it's a high masquerading as a calm (laughs) yeah that because your your body's all full of nice chemicals. Yeah, yeah. in the sense of achievement, mm. in the sense that you've actually done something. Yeah, and it's that calmness. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. I I think you know when you're calm because you're unwittingly creative. I think lots of people say it, but quite often, if I'm falling asleep or in the shower, yeah. or you know, not really falling asleep, but in that place where your mind's just sort of going a bit blank, then yeah. little ideas pop up. Uh-huh. And that's, I think that's when I'm calm. And mm. like, well, I wouldn't have an idea straight off stage or, or straight after the gym. Yeah, so I don't know whether I'm, I'm just pretending that, but because it feels nice. <laughs> I'm saying that I'm just telling you all the times I feel nice. So I don't, maybe I don't, what I think I'm saying, guys, is I don't know what calmness even is. <laughs> I think it's like I think the one thing we've discovered with this podcast is so individual the mm. idea of calm mm-hmm. and it's so different for every single person and I'm not sure if it is a concept it actually exists as a thing. Oh that you can no, achieve. that's too deep. Sorry. Oh no! Oh, not... Lawrence pelvis yeah. is melting. <laughs> into the floor. God, I'm going to be on the tube home going. Does calm exist? <laughs> but for you, it's something completely different than it is for someone else. Exactly. For me, it's li- like I said when in I think it was in Jen's episode. It's mm-hmm. just when my brain is thinking the least amount it possibly yes, can. Yeah. And when I'm not panicking about everything the world maybe i'm just panicking about one thing for a change exactly and um, it's so like variable as well because i find like say having a bath calming but only if the bath's at a certain temperature yeah. so no one wants to be in a cold bath so you might run a bath and think it's going to be a lovely calming bath and then it's like piss cold bath yeah it's piss cold I don't know. It's a cold bath. I think I, I'd want my bath to be a bit warmer than piss. I yeah. think you've made a solid point yeah. there. That's the aimable temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really thinking about a yellow bath now, Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was fuming the other day. I was like, I had the house to myself, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to run a bath. bath. So I ran it, and it felt nice and warm. And then I got in, and it was like, 
proper tepid. Like, <laughs> like I'd left a cup of tea standing and then yeah. just gone and had a bath in it. And then I was just in the bath fuming. Like, well, yeah. this isn't calm. Oh, it's infuriating. No. Mm. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. a waste of water. And then the, the gas meter ran out with gas the next day and I knew it was definitely me running a bath. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know why we've got no gas left. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had a shit bath, that's why. <laughs> A Double shit piss cold bath. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I find baths stressful because the moment I get in, I feel like I should be relaxing, and then I get angry at myself because I can't relax. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm just furious. And soggy. Yeah. It's yeah. So furious and soggy. soggy. And furious. Yeah. It's less than ideal, I, um, frankly. I know that baths should be relaxing, but I like baths that are so hot that I feel sick. Mm. Really? That's my yeah. shower, which yeah. is not relaxing, mm-hmm. and my showers mm. as well, really hurting my face. I think yeah. that's a mom thing, though. Oh, like I think that's when I'll know I'll be ready to be a mom is when I can handle a really hot bath. Because oh. my mom's like that. My mom's baths are like bloody like a volcano. Yeah, <clears throat> and she's just like, oh, I could do with being hotter, and I'm like, your skin is literally falling off your body. Yeah, but I think maybe that's a sign you're I'm right, when I'll be ready to be a mom. So oh, like, really? I think it's the test. You're not ready for baby until you can handle <laughs> a really hot <laughs> shower really or bath. bath. That's the... I think there's probably other tests that are more practical, but yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wish I'd asked Jen, Jen Brister yesterday now if she likes a really hot bath, then I would know I was right. Yeah. We just have to ask everyone, every parent you ever meet in the future. Well, we've got no more yeah. mams coming in. Got yeah. any mams in the office? Stop the podcast. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Mam survey. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your fire alarm test. <laughs> now it's time to talk to all the mams. Yeah. Did you have to go through like a few different things at the gym before you found weightlifting? Yeah. Like, did oh, you have yeah. to like, like sort of trial and error? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, loads of exercise I hated. I don't, do you know what? I've always, I, I quite liked PE at school and I've always liked like moving my body if it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like apart from a few things, never enjoyed exercise for the sake of exercise, just because I think historically, um, so one of my mental health issues I've had historically has been to do with sort of eating disorder stuff. And I, um, I think historically I would have only ever been doing exercise for the sake of exercise if um, ultimately in my head it was to change, to shrink my body and to feel control and to change my body and to become the person I would assume I would definitely be happy if I was thin. So I had this kind of very misguided, completely unattainable and pointless goal. And so that's a very negative association with the thing. You don't know. I, I probably there were probably loads of types of moving my body I I never found out whether or not I liked or not because I was going in really with a some this sort of really grotty self-hating real motive um but I loved sports school if it was like in a team or whatever I played a bit of football a bit of badminton and shit like that and I loved it if you were like just so in the moment and having a laugh that you didn't even realize how knackered you were getting um and then in recent years I got into swimming quite a lot like I, mm. I but I kind of, I don't know, as with everything, I sort of took it a bit too far and did some really long swims that got quite boring. Um, And then I... pool really hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I needed the pool so hot. (laughs) Well, actually, weirdly, I really love swimming in open water. And I find that does insanely nice things for my brains mm. and my head. I can't swim, you know. Can't you? Yeah. I can't swim. I can't swim. I can't ride a bike. And I, I know loads of people who learn to swim as an adult. I'm going to try. I tried on yeah. holiday last year, um, but there was a really enthusiastic American woman oh, who God. was watching Matt trying, because there was only like two people around the pool. Mm. So I was like, come on, Matt, teach us to swim. And yeah. she was like, go on, girl, be the frog, be the frog. Oh, and I was like, is God. a frog the best thing that can swim? <laughs> like, I'm not sure. That's, be my Michael Phelps, Shirley, that's Go for dolphin. Come on, mate. I'm nailing this. I don't want to be a frog. (laughs) And I got quite passive-aggressive because I couldn't float on my back. 
and I was feeling very annoyed. And then a really sort of like confident French child was clearly trying to show off, just like floating <laughs> like a little turd around the pool. And I was like, all right, I get it. You can float. OK, maybe swimming's not for me. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I did laser swimming and then I got into weightlifting. But then, you know, uh, with varying degrees of sort of commitment to it or whatever, I feel like I've found a nice balance now where... I do it loads, but only f- for fun. Like, it's got to just be for fun, yeah. not to do anything different to my body. Although I like feeling strong and getting stronger. So on the one hand, I'm like, I say it's just for fun, but I would really, I really like getting stronger. I like personal bests going up. Mm. But I'm always going to keep those goals secret or anything competitive about it. Not secret, but internal, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. It's I just for you. I, yeah, I'm not interested in being anybody's fitspiration or, <laughs> you know, it's not for Instagram or any of that shit, really, for me. But equally, I'm now much better, although it's still a journey at going, oh, look, I've got, I'm travelling for work or whatever, uh, or, and or, you know, life. So I can't go for the next, like, ten days and going, all right, don't get panicky mm. that you can't mm-hmm. do the thing that makes you calm. Because ultimately, why are you going then? You shouldn't, you know, yeah. there's no, you can do some press-ups at home if you're really, is it really that what it's about? Or is it, you know, so I've constantly got to have an eye on myself to check what my motivations are for wanting to be there as often as I like to be there. That's a really good one. Mm. I like that, yeah. What was the, uh, when was the first time that you became aware of mental health being a thing? be it positive or negative? In the world, a yeah. thing in the world or a thing for me? Uh, either or. Um, or both? Probably probably quite late. I grew up in Dorset and no one really, you know, people would... Every now and again, people would talk about somebody having had a nervous breakdown. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that would be the only time that anybody ever talked about mental health. So I'd say it's probably well into living in London. I came to London for uni when I was 18, obviously, and then stayed. So I would say... Probably mid to late, my mid to late 20s. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, probably about, yeah, a decade ago. Mm. Mm, 36, so yeah. Yeah, mm, it, I think it's all been very recent, but then I think, you know, uh, things have come on a real pace in the last sort of five or six years, mm-hmm. haven't they, in terms of how we talk about it and um, stigma around it and stuff like that. But yeah, I think there's still, I have a lot of um, sympathy for my parents' generation. They don't talk about things in the way that my generation's able to. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's their loss. They have a lot of repressed shit. They are there's a lot more stigma for them about getting any kind of help, I think. And both my parents would never even put a label to their stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mum has uh, various issues for various reasons, but would always use a euphemism like um I'm having one of my black dog days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She would never ever use the word and <laughs> I don't know, you know, I sort of see that and go, all right, you know, no force you to to mm-hmm. def- whatever, but it's hard, it's harder. Yeah, because it's almost just kind of like brushing it off, isn't yeah. it? Like, my nan used mm. to call it, she was having a wobble. Yeah. Wobble. And then Yeah, and then we found out that she had, like, m- mad anxiety. Yeah. And she never addressed it whatsoever. She just kind of had little breakdowns here and there. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing. You start pushing it away. It just makes it worse and worse. It's like yeah. a wobble sounds less scary, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it well, also it's temporary, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. You haven't yeah. fallen over. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I don't know. I Weebles wobble, I but they don't fall at... down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that popped into my brain. <sighs> you already spear, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. think like your little one growing up in like a different world in terms of mental health oh my god yeah absolutely uh-huh. i mean i don't know i uh i do quite a lot of comedy about how little control i've got over his personality quite, <laughs> i was gonna say your little sexist baby fizzy, and then sexist, i thought if no one else has seen <laughs> yeah he's um oh i mean he's getting quite lovely now which is annoying news for my comedy <laughs> i say that he's just less violent he still argues and it's very annoying and non-compliant so long may that last um, but yeah, he uh, he's come in a completely different world mm-hmm. in so many different ways. I mean, in the sense that I uh, I I think both his parents, no, I know that both me and his dad desperately want him to be kind and gentle above anything else, mm-hmm. um, you know, and healthy. That's it. You know, I don't think um, he's going to be brought up with any of the. I don't know. I certainly feel sorry for lads from my generation who were sort of. There was a lot more chat about boys will be boys, and mm. just a lot more toxic rubbish about you know. My my dad is like I've never trusted a bloke who isn't into sport. And you're like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> you know we he won't have any of that. I mean he'll have it from the world, but he won't have had it from his parents at yeah. least. Um, I think oh, it's awful to say because he's only four, but I genuinely think that the Me Too movement will have absolutely changed the way that my generation parent, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of w- what you expect of your kid and um uh, uh what else i suppose mental health wise massive like he'll grow up with both parents who'll be happy to have put labels to the stuff they've had and a mum who's i th- i don't know i'm therapy's saved my life repeatedly mm. and i'll happily i happily mm-hmm. talk about that left right and center so He'll always be aware of that. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, and I hope that he'll always feel like he can get help if he needs help. Mm. 
I think the way the way, even the way we talk about therapy has changed so much in the yeah. last couple of years because it used to be such a reserved thing of like, mm. oh, they're in therapy and it's kind of like, oh God, put them over there. They're obviously very strange. Yeah. And now it's just kind of like, nah, fucking great. I went to therapy yesterday. Brilliant. And it's just yeah. like, and you can be really open about it and just talk about it all the time. I talked about it in my first ever hour of comedy in 2011 and it mm. felt really like, oh, really, you British comedian or something. Mm. God. But I remember having a joke about it because I think people's it's, it's so mad to me that people's assumptions are. Um, are like, oh, they're in therapy. They must be crazy because it's mm. like, no, it's preventative. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, it's not necessarily preventative. Often it is reactionary. But ultimately, um, I've, the first time I had therapy was to save me from myself. And then, then uh, about a year on, you know, it had done such incredible things. So I stopped. And in fairness, it gave me tools I could use. But this time round, I started it for partic- few reasons. But I'm de- I have no intention of stopping it. Mm-hmm. I don't not because it's, I'm still in a pickle. I, I'm all right, but it. I just think it's an absolute and the most incredible leveler. It's an entirely unique relationship that you couldn't you can't have with anybody who cares about you. Yeah. Um. And you de- we all need people who care about us. But it's a, t- a, a professional level of support that can analyse and and not feel inclined to say the thing you think you need to hear. That's it. You know, yeah. it's so important. But equally, I, I j- yeah, my the bit I used to have was something like people used to saying to someone, um, oh, you've got a therapist, you must be crazy. It's like saying, oh, she's on the pill, she must be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. yeah. God, I wonder what people who are little kids now, like four-year-olds now, are going to be like as adults when it comes to mental health. It's so interesting, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because I feel like even Jed's a gen generation, is it Zed? Yeah. Like yeah. Teenagers now, like, even they're just they're so aware of everything. Yeah. The language will be yeah. completely different. Like, I was doing some um, uni gigs the other day, mm. and we all said like every comic probably had at least one sort of joke about mental health and it yeah. was so much not necessarily better received but watching these like students who when I was at uni and that was only what like I started uni eight years ago yeah if someone had if been making jokes about mental health I'd be like oh, weirdo like, yeah oh well are they all right like yeah oh, yeah yeah are they having a crisis but you could tell this just much more like emotionally literate audience of students were like oh that's funny oh, I feel like that and I was like this is amazing yeah this yeah it's just completely normalized the way that you can discuss it especially like on the internet because mm. kind of depression memes and anxiety memes have become so popular that the language is now so well known yeah. that people whilst they are making fun of it are actually learning at the exact same time how mm. everything works and then can start addressing things if things do come up and then obviously there are resources there and because it's people going through it and their parents generation will have gone through it and hopefully be more open Mm. It's just making people a lot more well-adjusted. Mm-hmm. We might actually end up in a slightly more well-adjusted society. Yeah. yeah. So someone the other day saying their school was offering mindfulness classes. Really? Yeah. And like the comments were like divided mm. underneath. Some people like disagreeing and some people agreeing. And a couple of people had raised like, well, maybe the school needs to address that they're contributing to the problem because they're putting kids through exams and this and that. And I was like, but isn't that why they're having the mindfulness class they, they yeah. can't do anything yeah. about exams they've got to yeah, have exams that's the government so aren't the classes then a good way of being like hey if you are stressed and can't cope like yeah, yeah. i used to I be think so stressy about exams mm. oh, God, i would have loved awful. a little class the where idea I could go of chill. someone you, yeah or like I, so i'm looking around primary schools at the moment for when my kids starting next uh-huh. I've, um in september and um it's fascinating quite a few of them 
are quite big schools and they've got even like a sensory space, whatever, like a calm room mm-hmm. or whatever they call it. Or mm. some of them are just straight up like, yeah, there's a counsellor in there and you can make an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. yeah. That'd be amazing. It is oh, amazing. God. It is amazing. But also, I suppose that school, I mean, you go in there essentially as a talking baby mm. and come out in puberty. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot to go through. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you need some guidance through that. Definitely. And teachers yeah. aren't qualified for that necessarily, you mm. know. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm mindfulness of school. I, I trained as a peer mentor in secondary school which was you would sit in a classroom at lunchtime and someone could come and knock on the door if they had any troubles mm. and which looking back was probably super early days of like mental health and looking mm. out for each other yeah. but no fucker would ever come <laughs> no fuck, and I think the training really? was literally like <laughs> listen to people talk but if it's serious come get a teacher that yeah. kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so it would be me thinking I was like being really helpful and like contributing to the community of my school oh. and I would just sit for the entire lunchtime being like someone will come <laughs> someone will come and when they do I'm going to have the best advice <laughs> this little it. nerdy 12 year old <laughs> <laughs> what um, did you experiment with before you found weightlifting as mm. like your thing that helped was it kind of a stage where you were just going through and trying so many different things or was it like an accidental process that you just kind of went that seems good I'm going to try that oh yeah relatively accidental yeah. I think I think in terms of types of exercise to help I think it's just a case of it getting to an age where I can acknowledge it, two things one on a physical level genuinely acknowledge that I don't think I like consciously being out of breath <laughs> I'm not that much of a masochist yeah and so any kind of like you know running on my own I've always been very envious of people who can find a place of zen during mm-hmm. running and um, swimming I loved because I, I didn't get puffed but you can swim but the problem kind of with swimming I felt like eventually was if you just if you get really good at a really steady front crawl really like then you can swim a really long way and not really be challenging your body that mm-hmm. much oddly but it did put my head in a very zen place but I don't know it just I sort of lost its spark they kind of felt like they, I got to a point where there's nowhere else to go with it really yeah. um, and I wasn't going to start doing like swimming across a channel stuff yeah I'm really busy um, <laughs> uh, but I, I think with um, with finding weightlifting I think it's more to do with it coincided with finding peace with my I should say I'm not finished on this and not fixed but finding the most peace I've ever had with my body mm-hmm. and um, and stopping trying to stopping trying to change my body mm-hmm. and and knowing that you know this sort of however latent or tiny or background genuinely letting go of the idea that there's somebody in a a, a Hollywood perfect body inside me that I will one day become and mm. then I'll be happy. Yeah. It's making a decision or having a, a genuine, solid realisation that I can just be happy now with my body mm-hmm. and go, well, this is it. And when I'm old, I'll look back and go, oh, my God, look at that body. Look at that body <laughs> now. Now my body's all old. Like, I don't know. I th- and it, there's such joy and peace in that. Yeah. I think that just came at the same time as the weightlifting. Right. And the weightlifting being anything magical in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. Again, like, you know, I can give a fuck about fitspiration. I think you can find it through walking or the right kind of therapy or whatever. But again, you know, it's an ongoing journey. I still get knocked by things all the time, all the time. Mm. And I just I sort of have to have an eye on it and try and clock it as quick quickly as I can and yeah I think that like level of self-acceptance is so beautiful and so rare mm. it's um it's amazing that's what kind of like body positivity is doing as well mm. uh, hand in hand with mental health is just letting us know that 
that you don't have to keep living your life to try and obtain some sort of unattainable nonsense mm-hmm. that yeah. is fed to you and you are feeding to yourself and you're convincing yourself that you need to look a certain way, do a certain thing, act a certain mm. way. I think it's very rare for people to go, do you know what, I'm actually okay with who I am, yeah. how I look. And yeah. hopefully, I think younger generations are definitely becoming a bit more um, accepting of who they are. I think they are, but equally, there's a generation now of, you know, young adults who will have been on social media since day yeah. one or been having mm-hmm. photographs taken of them since day one, and I think that is changing our self-perception. Yeah. The fact that we can edit and or we do all, you know, Photoshop and edit our, mm-hmm. our images of ourselves. So we're all putting some, not all, but there's a lot of unrealistic imagery out yeah. there. Equally, like you say, body positivity on the flip side means that because of Instagram and all of that social media, we've got access to the most incredibly wonderful, different, you know, fat, disabled, diverse, intersexual, non-binary mm-hmm. bodies that are just out and you can look at them. And mm. the, and, and and I think, actually, um, it's a, a, a fascinating part of the potential journey towards being able to see beauty in your own body. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a much easier step. Because initially we're so trained to not see beauty in those types of bodies. Yeah. But if you can get to the point where you're looking at them and going, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And it starts, I think it starts, because initially you do go, oh, fucking hell, they're brave. <laughs> and, yeah. But then it goes, oh, my God, they're so fucking brave. Mm. And then that aberration for their braveness tends to like, no, look how gorgeous that is. Yeah. Yeah. And then and and then it's sort of, I, that's the point I'm at now. <laughs> Not quite in the, being able to look at me and go, I'm going to marry myself. <laughs> One day, Lizzo. One day. Um, <laughs> But I do think, you know, eventually it'll get to the point where you go, well, there's no logic if you can look at that and go fit, glorious, mm-hmm. that you can't look at yourself and think that. Yeah. I think it was last last year, maybe, or the year before. I want to say ASOS, but I don't know if it's definitely ASOS, but it was a company like that. Yeah. And for their, like, sort of latest campaign, every model had something wrong with their skin. So yeah. it was like psoriasis. Mm-hmm. I had never, in 26 years on this planet seen someone modeling clothes with psoriasis and again i did that first like god she's so brave and then i started to cry Mm. literally looking at my phone because i was like that's my skin that is my skin being presented as beautiful which i'd never so people had like rosacea and is it vitiglo that one and i was like that is amazing and i've never seen any company do it since and i'm just like now i'm like come on i got excited the other day because i thought someone was modeling bikinis with psoriasis and i was like yes but then i realized it was just sand on their skin i was like no (laughs) (laughs) I got really excited for a second I was like say I could model bikinis and I was like oh it's sand (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that's why it's so important for like the media to have a sense of responsibility Mm -hmm. for the people they're putting in these magazines Mm. and it's interesting I think there's been a shift just in the last six months Mm -hmm. massive in the last year Simply Be are incredible body positive clothes company and should shop from them, shouldn't I? Really, I talk about them all the time because their adverts are incredible. I saw a woman deadlifting in an advert, like really? a mainstream really? TV advert. For I saw someone with stretch marks the other day, like cellulite. Yes. And I was just like, no, you do it again. They hadn't obviously addressed it, not to be like, yes. look at this model. But I was like, oh wow, that's a. I, not, I don't want to use the word. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what legs that's look what like. All <laughs> actual <Yeah>. legs look <laughs> like. Yeah. I want to see it with like men's clothes as well. Yeah. Just yeah. like someone with a dad bod. Yeah. And these little Calvin Kleins. Yes. Yeah. More dad bods, more psoriasis. That isn't sound, please. Yeah. <laughs> if any <laughs> advertising people are listening. <laughs> Genuine real bodies. Yeah. yeah. Full spectrum of them, please. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you feel. It do, it does yeah. wonders for your mental health to mm. see yourself represented. It normally. Back. Yeah. What happened? It's been such a weird. It's. I suppose it's just been since 
the advent of advertising, even when it was illustrations and stuff like that, but that this whose idea of something ideal, and then we just went down a hole with that yeah. mm-hmm. for a fucking centuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked us up. Have you, ever read, or you must have read Sarah Pascoe's book yeah. about how like in the past like it was more attractive to be bigger mm. because it was a sign that you had money and yeah. you look after yourself, and it yeah. was less attractive to be thin because people would be like, oh, well, I'm going to have to fend for that one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, when did it change that? Yeah. It's, yeah, advertising. Yeah. They just want to sell us shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, yeah. The diet industry and patriarchy, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Anxiety bingo. Ooh. 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 Oh, this is a good one. Would you rather be told that everything is going to be fine, but then it's not fine, or be told exactly how horrible it's going to be? Ooh. Do you know what? Exactly how horrible it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And I say that because I've had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean in terms of parenting, because actually, in that sense, people are just, yeah, goal. Okay, about childbirth, everyone will know exactly how horrible it's going to be, mm-hmm. because I was sold an absolute sea of shit that you can deep breathe yourself into mm. a, into a state of pain-free trance. I feel a bit more prepared now I've yeah. seen your show. Yeah. I'm like, that's... <laughs> oh, that's what yeah. it's like. I think, I, if, I wish someone had been honest with me and gone, with your personality, take the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you you wear your emotions on your surface you will be very loudly in a very scared and a lot of pain you're not a very sen woman you will not be able to just breathe through this but saying that with the like it's going to be fine I do say that to fellow kind of new parents or people mm-hmm. who are just because ultimately there's nothing worse than that person stops in the supermarket and goes mm, you got it all it's got it all to come it's downhill from here you know you know everybody's experience of parenting is different mm. uh, we've got a couple of minutes left if you want to ask our final question. I would. I would like to ask that, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of fucking mood I'm in today. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's loving it. Oh, Do you know what? I would like to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Aaron. Oh, well. So excited to hear it. Patriarchy telling me. Sorry. Yeah. Aaron. If you all could Aaron's. go back... <laughs> <laughs> to your younger self and give yourself some advice on like mental health and living without misery what mm. would you tell yourself I would tell myself to live for the moment a bit more I think because it's something you can only learn about yourself but I've learned that I'm very like um, I'm happiest when I am not goal focused so I've learned to shirk questions like where do you see yourself in five years mm. and stuff like that because um, it's lots you know people's brains work in different ways but like dream boards and stuff like that don't work for me I, I need to be enjoying the process process to be happy which mm-hmm. means being in the moment and enjoying the thing for the sake of doing the thing rather than to get another thing or to win a prize or to win a competition or it's just not how I work mm-hmm. so I would go back and say to myself just enjoy things as they're happening don't be doing things for the sake of trying to get other things just do the things you want to do and enjoy them while they're happening because if you're just living for the next thing or only enjoying the planning then then your anticipation will, will always be better than the thing itself and I think that's no way to live I needed to hear that yeah. one yeah, me too, actually. I That's really, really need, good. Like, see, this is why I like hanging around with you, Jay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I was better at taking my own fucking advice. <laughs> well, we're all guilty of that, though. <laughs> yeah. I told you you always sort my life out. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. Thank you so, so Thank much. You. Thanks for having me. Cheers. I told you that was a good episode, didn't I? What a lovely little listen. Thank you so much to Jess for being a brilliant guest. Now, if you'd like to see Jess live, she was on tour with her fantastic Edinburgh Comedy Award nominated show, Hench. I saw it. It was incredible. I absolutely adored it. I recommended it to everybody for obvious reasons. Um, a lot of Jess's tour dates got 
rescheduled so if you head to her website jessicafosterq.com you can have a look if she's heading anywhere near you and i would highly recommend that you catch her show as you've heard she's a great person and a fantastic comedian you ought to yourself to get a ticket to see her thank you so much jess and thank you aaron <laughs> i was gonna say for being there and then realized that sounded really like passive aggressive but you know what I mean. Thank you, Aaron, for being a lovely friend and a brilliant host, as always. And thank you to Dave and Calm for letting us make these podcasts. Uh, if you enjoy us, please give us a like, rate, share, subscribe, tell people all the all the general podcast things. And you can always donate to Calm as well if you have a few quid spare and want to help those guys continue doing the fantastic work that they do. Thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you again. I'm going to wrap up this outro now because it's very warm under my duvet and I feel like I'm going to faint. See you soon. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What is your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. <laughs> that, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum, Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad, Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.